On today's show, gender fluid communications expert Michelle Z. Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. Well, today we are back in Studio A. After trying Studio B? Yes, the kitchen is Studio A and the bedroom is Studio B. Oh, okay, so that's how we have two studios. Yes, yes. And, uh, <laughs> so we've been looking at our calendar to see what we have coming up for the spring. Yep, looks like in two weeks we'll, we're headed off to St. Louis. So beat me in St. Louis. We have not been there before, but everyone says that we should go, so decided to uh, check it out. And... and we got some great interviews already booked to be doing there. And then after that, a few weeks later, um, we will be back into Ohio and Cleveland with Kinko de Mayo. So and we'll also have Scarlet Sanctuary set up there, um, which is something that we love to do. And we will discuss what that is on a future show. And there are many ways to contact us. There is indeed. Uh, email at eroticawakening at bluecatservices.org. We have a contact form on the website. Again, bluecatservices.org. We like getting voicemail. That's always neat. 209. No, not 209? No, 206-309-0054. That phone number can also be found on our website, and I guess I should go look it up. I thought it was 209. On FetLife, you can find us by doing a search for Erotic Awakening. And on Twitter, just look for Dan and Dawn. Technology's fun, believe it or not. I have a lot of trouble believing that sometimes because recording a podcast, which by the way they tell you is as easy as you plug in a microphone and go, can be a little bit more tricky than that. It's not a big deal and obviously you guys listening out there see, well obviously you guys aren't putting too much effort into it. I can hear the dog snoring in the background. One of the really fun parts about today's interview was, uh, today was interviews with Michelle Z. Michelle is our last interview from the Dark Odyssey Winterfire event. And she is our, uh, not only a great person, but a good friend of ours. She's a gender-fluid communications expert and a lot of fun to talk to. As it happens, we interviewed her in a ballroom at, uh, in Washington, D.C. at the Dark Odyssey event. While they were setting up for something else. They, had, they were rudely setting up for some big event that <laughs> night and completely ignored the fact we were trying to do an interview. And um, you'll... You would hear in the background a bunch of ice being poured on occasion, but I've, I've done my best to edit that out and chop it out, and uh, we'll see how it comes out. Okay, I was going to ask you oh, what yes. Z stands for, but it's Z is what it is. Z is what it is, yes. So we're sitting here today with Michelle Z. Hey, Michelle. Hi, Dan. We, uh, we first met Michelle 
back at a Dark Odyssey summer camp about... And it's been a couple of years ago. It's about, about three, four years ago. Three or four years. And if I remember correctly, and you may not remember this, we were doing a class on um, sacred sexuality, mm. and I asked somebody, does oh, anyone yeah. volunteer to take their clothes off? And you didn't uh, hesitate at all. Well, any opportunity to get naked is a good opportunity. I can appreciate that. Totally agree. So how, how long have you been involved in what people call involved in the lifestyle? Uh, well, you mean the swinging lifestyle or the BDSM lifestyle? It seems there's all kinds of lifestyles out there. Very true. Where, where did you start? I, I started um, around 2000 in the polyamory uh, lifestyle, so that is a lifestyle. Um, and then I had a girlfriend who was really into BDSM, and uh, she kind of dragged me kicking and screaming into it. I never looked back. <laughs> How do you... Where are you in BDSM land? Do you identify as a top, as a bottom, switch? Oh, I, I go both ways. So yeah. I'm a switch, I'm bisexual. Um, any other things you care to switch around, I probably could switch around. So you're pretty much open across the board. Gender switch, yeah, gender fluid, there you go. I knew it was another fluid. parameter. <laughs> and you've done some teaching. I have, yeah. I teach uh, communication classes, and improvisation, and... Uh, boundary setting, so all kinds of fun things. I would imagine that communication classes end up, especially in a situation like this, where you've got a lot of people switch, for example, um, is it hard, or do people find it hard to communicate, or everyone's walking around naked, so what's there to talk about? Well, there seems to be quite a lot of things that people have difficulty talking about, asking clearly for what they want being able to say no, um, ability to change my mind. You know, I started doing a scene and I thought I wanted to have urine pull over my head, but now I'm not so sure that's what I want, but I don't want to upset the crowd that surrounded us, so I can't change my mind. So a lot of head trash that people have around uh, their communication, expressing their wants, and, um, expressing emotions. Do you find it difficult for new people to even get to the point of being able to ask for, the, you know, would you like to flog me? Or is this more in-depth, you've been together for a while and you're negotiating those deeper sort of scenes? I, I think it goes both ways. I think people who are who don't know other people do can find it hard depending on how outgoing they are to ask, uh, you know, can you flog me or can you spank me or, or whatever because uh, we often, you know, put meaning into a no. We think no means something about us when probably it just means something about the person saying the no, that they're busy or they don't fancy us or, you know, they've already got three dates for spanking and their hand is tired. So... <laughs> That's something um, to keep in mind. You know, it's kind of like this... I don't know if either of you have been to uh, a cuddle party, but it's kind of like the story they tell in that about, uh, you know, imagine yourself being a, a little uh, girl or boy in a playground on a red tricycle, and, like, it's really fun to ride this tricycle, and you go up to someone and say, hey, would you like to ride in my tricycle? And they say no, and instead of making it into a story about what a bad tricycle rider you are, you're just like, oh, okay, and you go up to ask someone else. So, and that's a hard thing, I think, for a lot of people to get, that, that no, the only person that can reject me is myself. So, 
uh, no one else can do that. Very neat. Um, and you know, one of the exercises I like to do um, in boundary workshops is to have people practice saying no. Both so that they can, for two reasons. One is they can practice getting that little word out mm-hmm. and just notice what happens. So when I say no, do I giggle? Do I apologize for the no? You know, which isn't a very effective no if I'm apologizing for the no or giggling around it. But on the other side, it's to hear some no's and realize that it doesn't mean anything about me because if it's a workshop and I've told people you're going to say no to three requests, you know ahead of time, whatever you request, they're going to say no. And yet people still get their heart going. They said no to me. Oh, no. I'm a bad person. And sometimes it's hard just to get that first no out. Once yeah. you say no the first time, it gets a little easier for us yeah. to have to say no. It's sort of a constipation of the no. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Why is it so hard? Why is it so hard to say no? In an environment like this, it only makes it more difficult to get what you want. And let's face it, usually, currently, you know, at, at a big BDSM event like this, there's a lot of opportunities to try a lot of new things. So why is it so difficult to face the prospect of hearing it now? I think because we've been uh, socialized to, um, to be agreeable. You know, one of the ways children are controlled is by... Um, you know, getting approval. If you don't do what mommy says, then you'll get some cookies. If you don't, you'll be ignored or sent to your room or physically assaulted. So I think children learn pretty early that we need, to, if we want to get what we want, we need to get the approval of others. And that's a big so- way society and families used to control people. So breaking free of that requires uh, some breakthroughs. What for yourself? Were you ever, did you ever have that difficulty saying no, communicating your wants? Yes. <laughs> and are you beyond that now, or do you still face some difficulties? Oh, I still, I'm still working meeting, and, you know, I shared with them, I, I have a, a filter around me to be liked, and, which is, comes to me for approval, to put saying no, or asking clearly for what I want, and I, I shared it publicly, so that, you know, I asked their support in me getting over that, mm-hmm. and the way that comes out for me is me being vague about asking for what I want, instead of clearly saying, hey, I want that report done in triplicate by Friday at noon, I'm like, hey, could you kind of get me that thing, or am I not even say anything. <laughs> so I ask them to interrupt me when I'm doing that. But I think the same thing happens in the scene. You know, Instead of clearly saying, hey, um, I'd like to do a scene where I'm spanked and then I cry and you hold me and, and uh, you know, I get to release some of this stuff, you know, when it, we don't ask clearly for what we want. And then we get upset when our expectations that haven't been expressed don't happen. Makes sense. Makes sense. Anything over here? people have. The ability to change our minds? To express that we've changed our mind, or even to notice we've changed our mind. Right, right. So, it's, um, you know, I have, I think, I know for me, I often have head trash that, well, I've made a commitment, I can't, you know, let this person down. Well, what is it, is it better to express that I've changed my mind, or is it better to be, like, not really enjoying the scene anymore, and now... You know, my energy's gone. I mean, the person's going to pick it up either way. It's much better just to be honest and speak to it. And you never know, the energy might flow back again. Depends, depends what's going on. 
that makes a lot of sense. I know that we've had, and certainly, you know, we've had scenes that started off, let's do this, this, and things change, and they don't always go the way that we thought they were going to go, and, and I think that what you're saying makes a lot of sense. If we stop and, and say, you know, this was working for me for a while, and now it's not working, can we take a break? Maybe go get some, get, get something to drink and come back. Um, so what you're saying, I think what makes a lot of sense. And not and not make that mean that, oh, I did something wrong, right. or that the other person did something wrong. Right. You know, blame sure. the other person or shame myself. We don't need to do that. You know, we have fluid emotions. We're not little robots doing SM, though that would be an interesting idea to Introduce into the dungeon. Absolutely, I, I know some people that would be very much enthused about robo sex. Robo sex, yeah, robo beating. <laughs> beat that robot until it screams. <laughs> but that's not what we are. We're spiritual beings in a human body, expressing emotions, and things shift and change. And if we don't speak to that and push our emotions down and our feelings down, uh, for me, I tend to be less happy. So. Very cool, very cool. Let me ask, uh, ask one more question, please. Um, what will you recommend for that person that's having difficulty communicating, getting started? How, what's a good start? What's a good way to get started? Well, the first thing that came into my mind is a loud screaming orgasm, but that may not be easy to achieve if you aren't able to communicate clearly. So I think just practicing saying no uh, a few times, or if that's hard, you know, another thing to do to loosen yourself up is just change some things in your life. You're driving to work, take a different route to work. You eat ham sandwiches every day, have a cucumber, you know. To eat, that is. If people want to get a hold of you for talk more about communications, is there a way they can do that? Absolutely. Uh, my website is abundantmichael.com. So that's one word, abundant Michael. And uh, I give workshops mainly in the Washington, D.C. area. So if you're in this area, feel free to look me up and uh, come say hi. Fantastic. Thank you, thank you very much, Michelle. Well, thank you, Dan and Dawn. Thank you. Do you have a podcast, event, book, or product you'd like to promote on Erotic Awakening? We'll be happy to help spread the word. Toss us an email at eroticawakening at bluecatservices.org. Coming next week, we have Flag, author of Forked Tongue, a book on things you should never do to anyone and how to do them. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. Music heard on Erotic Awakening, Free by White Knight, Strawberry Jam by Jerry Bradley, and Wanda by 31D1 is provided from the Podshow Podsafe Network. More information can be found at music.podshow.com.